0: AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. YOLO, 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 YO, 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 yolo, yolo, YOLO. That episode was
1: crazy, guys. Uh, this is the Scandal After Buzz TV After Show. That was season three, episode nine yolo and we are going to break it down tonight so freaking excited to talk about this episode um i'm your host emil ennis jr joined here with three other amazing hosts and gladiators starting with
2: hey what's up everybody i'm canelia hi i'm sophia stanley
1: i'm Ben erickson I already know, as you can tell, I love this episode. What did you guys think about this episode, though?
2: OMG, WTF. I think I cursed. I jumped out of my seat. I was running around. I couldn't look. I had yeah. to look. It was amazing. I feel like it started from last episode, Vermont is for Lovers 2, where I think Ava Rene kind of took the pace kind of slow, and now they just ramped it up in mm-hmm. full Scanda Chanda Shonda rhyme, scandal pace. Love, love, loved it.
3: What about you, ma'am? Oh. Good episode. It was really good.
4: <laughs> yeah. It feels like season two. Like mm-hmm. the like when Fitz got shot, that, like that whole vibe, it was very intense. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's back to the old scandal.
3: And you know how I always keep going back to the whole, it's very like, very soapy. But it's, you know, when I say that it's soapy, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Right. Soapy is very dramatic and there's just so many things that go on. But, but with this episode, it was soapy, but there was so much going on and, and there were so many twists and turns
1: that it was good.
2: And go ahead, actually, Emile. I was just
1: going to say, it can be soapy just as long as there's a healthy balance. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, like the one-liners. But tonight I felt like it was a nice, healthy balance mix of drama, soap, but it worked together. And,
2: and it's funny for me, I actually felt the exact opposite. It actually did not feel soapy to me. It felt very much like old Scandal meets 24 yes. meets Luther. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Thank what it you, felt Sophie. like to me. Exactly. Like it was, it was gritty. It was yeah. raw. Like I'm, I'm amped. Like you can hear it in my <laughs> voice. Like I'm amped. Yeah. So for me, today's episode actually wasn't soapy, and I prefer that.
0: Personally, well,
1: let's go ahead and start with uh, Huck and Quinn. Quinn has gone through so many changes because she started off coming into OPA not knowing who she really is or she had this fake identity. Then season two, we start with her. She's Lindsay Dwyer. And then she has this evolution trying to figure out who she is. And then she comes to her own with Huck. And now Huck's turning on her. As an actress, to play this type of character... Having that type of growth and be able to see a character grow like that. Because there's other characters on the show who haven't really had that growth. But to go through this type of growth for a character, that has to be such an amazing feeling for an actress to go through that. And I know we used to hate on Quinn a lot, but I love her character now. Like, this episode specifically. Oh,
2: you do? I, also, Emil uh, and I have never actually been yeah. full yeah. haters. Right. Just FYI. Yeah. I was
4: was the the anti-Quinn, Shady Shaniqua (laughs) flag holder.
1: I mean, there's been times where I've said some things about her character I didn't necessarily like, but today, like... Let's just break it down. Quinn, like she said towards the end, had nobody. Huck was her one and only. And then we opened up like from the jump, and this is how I knew it was going to be a good episode. We opened up where Huck is already like doing his tools and stuff, giving the monologue, and we thought we missed something. Like We kept rewinding, thinking that we missed some of the episodes.
3: He's like, I'm disappointed in you, Quinn. You've been a bad girl.
1: Yeah, just going straight into it. And I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't watch any of the sneak peeks. I don't know if they showed this, but I wasn't expecting for Huck to torture part of his family.
4: Well, we kind of got led into that at the end of, you know, the last episode, especially in the preview when they show when he licked her face. You oh don't God. lick nobody's face if you're not expecting him to do something. Like if you're not expecting to go full in with the torture, com- fully commit. I'm not laying down. He licked her face. That's real. That's so like gritty. That's just that's the epitome of disgust mixed with terror. Imagine somebody licking your face, and you like you. And sure after though. they said that you're you're we're we're friends, mm-hmm. we're family.
2: I love you. And what's worse is I know I'm going to enjoy this. I've never done this with someone I loved. You're so new. You're so fresh. I'm sorry. He
4: did, yeah. And
2: then he licks her face.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that was be.
2: Now, for me, I thought that's where it was gonna end. Because for me, that was enough. Like my you- eyes would have been like, I'll tell you everything. Like I will I will tell you everything you need to know. So I felt like even I actually had, in fact, watched some of the um the sneak peeks. I thought he wasn't going to have to torture her. Right. But I think I forgot
4: that he's addicted to whiskey. See, I thought the opposite. I thought Quinn was going to hold out, be the most gangsterous, torture they've ever seen because I was thinking... What, other, what better way for Huck to start taking Quinn seriously for her to take the torture like a true G? But like, she still did. She did. She still she did. did. I thought she was going to take it and wasn't going to get it. From, get because back she that lost that too. No, because two? even before that, don't, don't think two? about it. It's Huck. You know, she's seen Huck torture people. Like,
2: Huck is the scariest of the scary. And when he initially, after his first monologue, took the tape off, and she was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like, I'll be good, I'll be good. The fact that she didn't spill the beans then... Think about it. It was only after he pulled two teeth, right? Two teeth that he then had to bind her again My- after she sawed through with the glass.
1: But do any of you guys think? Because I initially thought. It's kind of similar to what you guys are saying, but I initially thought that when he was doing the first part before he finally got to torturing her, that it was just going to be like, "Okay, Quinn," like, like he—I didn't think he was. Re- I thought it was just like a game. Like he wasn't going to go through it. He was just showing her, "This is what I do. You know what I do? I licked your face. Almost had you, but I'm not going to go through this. Like that's what I thought he was going to do, but.
3: Well, I'll make a confession, Gladiators. I didn't watch any of the same because I don't like gore. So I ran out. I, I can't even join in on this conversation I because when I saw him putting the pliers to her teeth, I ran out. I didn't watch any of what happened with Quinn. Yeah. Laugh all you want to. Call me Scaredy Cat. So what who cares? Black but haters. it is what it is. We I, had
4: to yell for Bam to come back.
3: Knocking on the door
1: go. and come back in, Bam. And I
4: forgot. I was wondering why he was so quiet. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot.
2: <laughs> he he didn't, didn't we watch. didn't watch
3: the scene.
1: <laughs> I refuse. Sorry. But
2: again, and to me, like that's not a soap opera. Like yeah. that that reminds me of when um Huck was in that room within a room in a basement mm-hmm. being tortured by the government. It was that type of raw Grittiness, and I agree with you. Like I thought that Huck was going to stop and actually not have to tor- torture her after he pulled out his fir- the first tooth. What he said, he's like, "We're going to rip a little, talk yep, a, little, yeah. a little, rip a little, talk a little." And after he, you know, put the
4: clamp on. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, "Nah, Huck, we don't even have to do that, homie." Listen, I was black man. Like, I would have t- completely spilled the beans as soon as I walked in the door and saw the picture. Right. Matter of fact, I would have told as soon as it happened when I stabbed old boy in the neck with the with the poison. Hey, Huck, I'm sorry. I got to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. My bad. Can you help, Quinn? I was, I was, I was happy with the torture scene. I'm not saying I was happy because I w- wanted to get tortured, <laughs> but I'm saying Quinn. This whole time, th- it was building up to this. You, if you want to sidestep and start doing your own thing, guess what happens? You can fall down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and then you know you got to climb your way back. And we see her. We end up at the end of the episode. They showed us what really happened with the torture scene, and we see her trying to climb out the rabbit hole, making a deal with um, Huck. That involves uh, Rowan. Mm-hmm. And you know what's
2: funny? I actually did not see this that coming I at all. Either. So I'm going to admit that. However, her scene with Charlie, I knew something was up. And I was like, no, 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 no. She's gangster. Because she was playing him. Because even the monologue felt too real to me in the standpoint that she's like, Huck's all I have. Like, even though she was saying in the past tense, it felt too emotionally connected in the standpoint. A, kind of an eye for an eye. And B, you hurt him. Right think about it that was your family and not only did you betray him but you betrayed him with charlie of all people so technically you kind of take what you can get and as long as he's not going to kill you which he said he goes i'm not going to kill you he was like i'm going to torture you but he said because i love you i won't kill you even though potentially that's going to take all the restraint that he has i was like oh no she's playing charlie
1: all right, guys, well, we have a surprise for you. It looks like we have a very special guest who is calling in right now, Miss Katie Lowe's herself. Are you on the line? I am. Oh, my God, hey. I'm having a fan moment. I cannot believe this. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Guys, Hi. how are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> I'm so,
5: like, just thumbs falling off, like, in a real... I'm trying to hold off the Twitter hangover that's coming on. I was going
1: to say your Twitter is probably blowing up right now. This was your episode.
5: I, I mean, it was a crazy, amazing episode. And it was so, so tough and challenging and wonderful to shoot. And so I still feel like I'm just, like letting all of that go, like just by watching it and then letting everyone and having everyone else see it. It's just
1: insane. <laughs> well, we were talking about, I read an article that you had with uh, E earlier today and you were talking about going mm-hmm. into this role. How has it been? Because, you know, we've been here since season one before the show even big and Thank we remember you your character. you
5: so, so
1: much. You're an OG, I like to call it. No, <gasps> OG. So but um, we've been here and we've seen your character grow and grow and grow. And was it like for you as an actress to, to have that character grow and growing with that character and, and really diving into especially tonight's episode. How was that for you?
0: It's
5: just, it's such a gift. I mean, you know, a lot of times on shows, you know, on some of my favorite shows, like a character will come on the first episode and that's kind of how that character will stay for like seven or eight years. You know, like if you're the snarky one, you're the snarky one. If you're the naive one, you're the naive one. If you're the smart ass, you're the smart, you know, whatever it is. And that's just not the way it is in Shonda Land. Like Shonda Rhymes and the writers, just every single person <clears throat> and character on the show has like, evil sides and sweet sides and everyone's good and everyone's bad and everyone's interesting and everyone's complex and so the growth and the evolution of quinn and the stuff that i get to do as an actress i'm like the freaking luckiest girl ever and i have to say i just have the best time because this is why you become an actress like this is why to get to do these things that i would never do in real life like I pray that no one ever pulls my tooth out (laughs) or that I ever have to really drill a dude's thigh to get information. But how fun that I get to do that with my job.
3: Hey, Katie, we had a question for you. So when, um, going into season two, were you given a heads up for where your character was going or was it week by week? You just discover, Oh, I'm doing this. How did that?
5: It's completely week by week. No one knows anything. It's, um, I think the only person that 's ever known anything was Joe Morton was told he was her dad before it, it came out, like months before when he got the role. but other than that, not one of us has known anything coming down the pipe for our characters. We literally show up to table reads, and a lot of the times the scripts are hot from coming off the copy machine and um, we all read them aloud together, and it 's a cold read, and it's at that moment where i 'm like, this is what's happening for Quinn, so I have to say. You know, when I read last week's episode, which ended with me walking into the torture, uh, you know, walking into the tarp and the tools, I spent that next week before the table read being like, no way, there's no way that <laughs> that Huck's actually going to torture Quinn. Like, how could this possibly happen? Like, where Huckleberry Quinn? And, and Quinn would just tell him everything that's going on. And, and there's no way they could possibly do this. And so when I opened the first page to this script, I just started hysterical crying in the table read. Like, I just couldn't believe where Huckleberry Quinn's relationship was going and what I was being asked to do as an actress and I was crying I think out of just like excitement and fear and stress and like holy crap I can't believe what I have to do next week.
4: <laughs> that's and that's that's totally understandable because the first scene or the flashback uh, from last week we saw Huck was licking the side of your face. That yeah. alone what was that like to read like on paper Huck <laughs> licks It it was
5: like, you know, your jaws on the ground and then you read the moment where he licks her face and then it's like my jaw detached from my face. It was like, I, I just, you know, it's just amazing because whenever you think things have gone far enough, Shonda takes it even further. And that's what that lick is. It's like not only is he torturing her and she's naked on the floor being duct taped and he's enjoying it, but then he, they, it gets even to a more grotesque, insane, kind of sexual, kind of sick moment where he like licks my face. I mean, I mean, it was and, you know, me and Guillermo are like super tight in real life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, I don't know how you guys are with your friends, but, like, that's not usual, you know,
0: <laughs> that right, is not okay. what you do
5: with your friends. So we're really good friends, and um, it was a really crazy day of shooting where we kind of had to just leave our friendship at the door and really go there. But he's the most caring, loving scene partner in the world, and between every take, he's just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is anything hurting? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm, you know, and I'm kind of like... Methody, like just do it, just do it, like just come on, you gotta, like you know, it's just totally crazy.
1: This is a random question, and I'm the weird sure. one in the group, but like in your scene when you're taped with all that duct tape, were, were you really naked? Like, how, did that hurt when they took it off? <laughs>
5: oh yeah, like it's crazy. You're I was in like a little little tiny pair of underwear, and then they actually made like a duct tape bra, where like it was because you actually okay. can't. Duct tape your skin over and over again, because every time they rip it off, your face gets redder and redder. So when you keep having to go back to the beginning of the scene, it actually doesn't work for continuity because your face can't be red if it wasn't red before, you um. know. So they built this. Um, it was like made out of gauze, like what you would use for an ace bandage. And that was put around my breast and then <laughs> around the gauze was put all the duct tape so the duct tape was actually stuck to gauze it was really tight yeah. but the duct tape wasn't yeah. actually on my skin the duct tape on my face they would take the piece and stick it to cotton like a million times so it would take the stickiness off it so that is a testament to you know guillermo's like acting ripping it really hard and i'm acting screaming like it really hurt but it actually didn't mm.
3: Katie, as, oh, go ahead. Um,
2: as a method actor you m- mentioned that you do method Do you ever, when you leave a table read or after you leave shooting, does it resonate with you? Are you still in that emotion whether or not you're thinking about the fact that you betrayed Huck or Olivia or the fact that you just killed someone? Are you still actually in that moment?
5: I mean... I'm methody in the sense that, like, I really like to go and commit 150%, but I'm actually not your... I'm not a method actress. Like, I'm not. I I do leave it there 100%. This episode, more than others, I had a hard... You know, it depends on what the episode is. Like, if episodes are, you know, like, we're OPA and we're gladiating a case and things like that, like, I can usually leave that at work. This episode in particular... Um, I can honestly say I don't think I slept for like nine days and I was just like really, really, really anxious. And, um, my husband was like, gonna kill me. He was like,
0: <laughs> he was like,
5: oh, you know, like, uh, like I can't worry about this anymore. Like I can't, um, you know, you're just acting like a crazy person and, and, you know, I just was, you know, just my mind was going to like a really dark place. Actually, it's funny, Guillermo had a kind of similar thing happen where, he honestly was having, like, he was having a hard time memorizing the monologue where he tortures me, that first scene. And he was like, it's so weird. It's like, he's like, I keep looking at it to start working on it and memorizing it. And it's like, I don't want to do it because it's like Guillermo's being like, I'm your friend. Like, I can't do this to you, you know? But I'm like, you, you're Hawk. You got to memorize it. And he did an unbelievable job. Oh, my gosh. He's so good.
2: I mean, your chemistry was was amazing. We were just discussing oh, it was, before you came on. No, you. It was. It's
5: Thank it, you. We,
2: we feel that it was it's the essence of scandal. It's the essence of the grittiness, the emotion, the love, the hate. We're screaming at each other. We can't right. figure out where it's going. It was it was absolutely amazing.
3: Well, Ka- thank you. Katie, we have a, just a couple more questions for you. Yes. Uh there's been talks, you know, people uh, think of scandal. Some people think that it's kind of uh, soap uh, like soap, very soap operish. And I know mm-hmm. that you were on As the World Turns and Guide and Light. So what's your mm-hmm. take on, you know, dealing with daytime soap and now doing a uh, primetime soap or drama, however you want to call it? What's the difference?
5: Well, you know, I don't consider scandal a soap opera. I mean, to me, I mean... I don't mind that other people call it that, but to me, you know, it's – it's all of the actors are committing 150% to the truth that is in the text, and and we kind of live by each script like it's the Bible, you know, like – and this is the truth that we've been given, and it's our jobs to – Raise the stakes and be there and and like really 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 commit. And then the soap world that I used to like my first jobs was like on Guiding Light, and then I recurred on As the World Turns for a couple episodes. I bear, I gotta be honest, like I barely remember it. I mean, I was like 22 or something. I think it was like eight years ago. Like I I was just so nervous because it was my first job. And I was like, Oh, please let me say the like lines right. And like, let them have me back and whatever. So, um, but I, they are really different. I mean, they're, they're really different. I mean, they're just, um, I don't know. I, For some reason, I just feel like Scandal is the most, it's just once you get swept along on that ride, it's just so believable.
3: How many episodes have you guys, oh, how many episodes have you guys taped so far?
5: Um, we just started episode 11 of this season. So um, we, this is the episode, we're shooting right now episode 11, which will air After our little winter break for the holidays, like tonight was like part one of the winter finale and the next Thursday is the last one for uh, through Christmas and the holidays and things like that. And then we'll come back with the back um, episodes. So it's not like the real finale or anything like that, It's Mm -hmm. like the season finale. It's just like, you know, most um, network television shows go on a break during the holidays, you know, so they can air all the Christmas movies and whatnot.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, here we don't we don't think um, scandals a prime time soap, and we're waiting for it to at least get nominated for an Emmy. We saw Carrie Washington I was nominated. Know. Uh, we you saw... know,
5: it's so. Oh, I know. Come on, Carrie Washington. She is just. I mean, but one Dan of the won greatest thing ever. Yes, Say again.
1: I said Dan won, so at least we got one this year.
5: Yeah, we got <laughs> one, and we can hope for more. And you know, whether or not the show gets awards and accolades, which I truly believe the uh, writing and the acting that other characters are doing and the ensemble. I mean, I, I do believe that it is so worthy of that, especially with Shonda Rhimes and Kerry Washington. I mean, the two of them are just insanely beautifully talented. But, you know, the great news about it is that the fans, it's like you guys and all the original gladiators and all of you guys spreading the word and then all these new people coming on and watching the show. I mean, what matters most to me is that, everyone is so loyal and believes in us and believes in the show and tunes in every Thursday and like that to me is like the greatest award ever
4: Katie, we, you, earlier you talked about how uh, your character has gone, you know, through different emotions, different phases, where do you want to see Quinn go next? Because we saw Honey, I have,
5: I (laughs) literally was like thinking of that as this, as I was reading like this new episode, like I have no idea, like, I of all the things that Shonda has done for Quinn and all of the places she's gotten to go, like being innocent and being naive and ripping scissors out of a guy's neck and becoming Huck's protege and drilling a guy's thigh and shooting a gun and now she's with Charlie and now, you know, with the syringe with B613. I mean, the places she's gotten to go, like, I, I honestly... I don't know and anything I came would come up with wouldn't compare in at all a fourth to what that what goes on in that writers room so whatever the hell they want to give me I'm ready
2: well, here here at AfterBuzz, we talk about you all the time, and it is often mm-hmm. we, we go to battle. Um, and Camelia a couple of episodes ago, created a term called the cold piece. I'm going to let her explain it, um, and okay. then we're going to tell you why we're bringing it up.
4: So, cold okay. piece originally, cold piece was to describe a character or a few characters within the show who either did something that was just super cold, just super mm-hmm. bold. They made a statement. They maybe they killed somebody. Maybe they right. just were just a bad person. Bad. Mama jamma. Mm-hmm. If yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. each week we try to nominate someone as cold piece. Yeah. With that definition, definition, who do you think is the cold piece? Because we kind of think you were the cold piece. You're episode, definitely the cold piece. This episode, two teeth like a true G. You were, a, you were the OG for this episode.
5: True cold piece. Yay! Guys. So I'm the cold piece for this episode? No doubt.
2: No, no, no doubt. It's not even up for debate. I
5: love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll take it proudly.
1: <laughs> and make sure you tweet that. And we're so, so very happy you caught him. Before he let you go, was it like yes. adjusting to fame? Because I've seen you on daytime talks. I've seen you on oh, going to primetime circuit. How are you adjusting, getting recognized now?
5: It's so, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. I mean, it's just really, it's part of the job. And I you know i i was trying to be an actress for a long time and i've had a lot of different day jobs and crazy things and it's been like a road to get to this place and so it's just all wonderful and i can't you know i don't think any of it would be possible truly without Kerry Washington because that woman is incredible at the business of being an actress and what comes along with being a celebrity and being on shows and all these things and I learn from her because she's so gracious and graceful and um, she's such taste and she's awesome, so I just try to like pick up anything she does, and then also when any fans come up or do anything, I just tell them the same thing, which is thank you so much for watching, and please tell five of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can keep living this amazing job.
3: Well, Katie, we want to thank you, and I personally just want to say um, to you, I used to call your character a chicken head <laughs> because of some of the things. <laughs> I
2: like it. I guys
3: And so I just want to say for the record, after what you did tonight, as far as your character, I would probably never call your character a chicken head. Ever oh, again. Man. Oh,
0: oh man.
5: Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: I know it took a lot for him That's to say weird. that.
5: <laughs> I really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for having me. And thanks for everything you guys do and for watching the show and for your Afterbus show and everything. It's so great. We need it. Um, thank you. Have a lovely night. You thanks, too. Thank you, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, guys. So that was our exclusive interview with Katie. I don't know who else interviewed her like right after the episode. We had an Afterbus TV exclusive right here. So. That made me feel good. That was great. Yeah, that very, was great. That totally. that made my night. Um,
0: thank TV exclusive.
1: That uh, thank you Katie and she retweeted me. So thank you for retweeting in the middle of the interview, but uh, I appreciate that. That was really that was really a blast. And that's one of the reasons why we do this cuz we get to give you guys a little bit of exclusive. Um and yeah, that was great. I yeah. enjoyed that. And
2: just so you know, I mean, I think sometimes people don't realize with the time difference, like it's late. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it, it doesn't late. matter where you are, even here where we are, it's late. And she's been doing press all day. So, again, thank you so much, Katie. And, you know, you gladiators, you can let us know how you like the interview, and you can do that by going on iTunes. So, all you have to do is you go to itunes.com, you type in scandal after Buzz TV, and all of our podcasts will come up for season one, season two, and season three. So, more importantly, tell us. Or basically agree with us that Quinn Perkins, also known as Katie Lowe's, is in fact the cold piece as an actor, as well as as a character. And make sure that you rate, subscribe, and tell a friend. And just like Katie Lowe's said, keep watching and tell five of your friends. <laughs> so tell five of your friends about Scandal, about AfterBuzz, about iTunes. Rate, comment, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Keep us five stars. Thank you, Gladiators. Yeah. Yes.
1: So um, YOLO... Oh, did we even reference where that YOLO came in, though? No, he, we
4: didn't. Oh, was
2: <laughs> He said, what are kids oh, saying these he
1: days? He
4: said, what's that stupid thing these kids are saying? YOLO. And
1: Thank then he you, went look. in. He went right. in. And
2: because literally, obviously, he's about to torture her, right? And the phone rings. And I literally, I'll be honest... I really screamed no, because I was like, oh, no, he's not going to torture her. (laughs) And I kind of wanted him to torture her. And then he realizes, he's like, oh, no. He's like, oh, I got to go. Liv needs me. And again, you think, of course, because Liv is so near and dear to his heart, he can't say no to her. But then he basically is like, no, I think I have time for one more. And that's when.
1: Well, we're going to continue that conversation online. That chunk of the episode was great. We still had so many other areas of the episode that were great. Like Cyrus and James. This whole situation, and you know, um, Cyrus and James has been a struggle with me because I've questioned many times in this show, does Cyrus really love James? Because the way he treats him, he treats him as an object. He treats him as just somebody he can use for his political purposes. He doesn't treat him like a husband. And... We saw it in not the last or two weeks ago episode, the one before that, episode seven. Everything's Coming Up Melly, I believe. <clears throat> when he approached Daniel Douglas and we saw that interaction when they finally had the spark and um, they were talking about using him for their purposes. So they could bring this against Sally. I don't like how this whole thing went down. First, I watched you guys recap uh, last time. You guys didn't think that he actually slept with.
3: I didn't. You, I didn't.
1: Did
4: I, I kind of. I think I was tweeting. I was tweeting out of humor that maybe he did give up the the hoo hoo. Like, yeah, you
2: know what yeah. I mean? Kanelia, th- thought he did. Cornelia's predictions have been spot on this yeah. season. I thought he didn't. I thought he was playing. Like, once he knew, I thought he knew that he was being photographed and he was playing into well, it. Well, and
1: then the way he was acting too, the way he was acting towards Cyrus, it was like okay. I know you know, but I'm just doing this. You would think that I did something. I really didn't. I just need you to say what you really did. Remember, it was like the episode where they bared all, and they had that moment of the Chinese wall was down, and I thought we were trying to have that again and recreate that. But
2: that actually goes to my point, and it goes to your point how you're saying that Cyrus never treats him like a husband, like he loves him. I think in some weird, twisted way he does. You want to know why? That naked scene shows that Cyrus doesn't love himself. Mm. If you don't love yourself and you don't think you're worthy— then you're basically going to project. You can only give who you are, right? He literally sees himself as sneaky and slimy and exactly who Cyrus is. That's exactly who he always is. And I think that naked scene showed he's not above it at all. And then as the viewers, we get to see a whole other side that James doesn't. He almost had James killed. So So technically pimping him out is actually not as bad as almost killing him. And I think that, and I can't remember the episode, but again, when they say that love is about, you know, when we always go with Olitz, love is about forgiveness. You know, love is about kind of seeing what someone's done and still loving them despite that. Ironically, I think that's what James and Cyrus are. And I think that even though he said, you know, you're not going anywhere, you never do. It seemed like he was taking the, you know, the the knife and turning it. But on some levels, it really is. It's like, no, but.
4: I know you love me because I know you do. And some people don't know how to love the way you imagine love to be. Like, as humans, we just don't wake up one day and just have this ideal idea, this idea of love. And it's, you know, great. And we know how to treat somebody. The only way you know how to treat somebody is if someone taught you how to treat somebody or you make the active decision to learn how to treat somebody. I think Cyrus does love James, but I think he loves James the only way he knows how to love his husband. It may not be good. But I think he does love him. But Cyrus, he's he, like, like Sophia said, he he doesn't love himself. Cyrus doesn't seem like he knows how to love the way James needs him to be needs to be loved.
1: I just wish he could love without manipulating. Like yeah. I just keep looking looking back and i literally while you were talking, I was thinking about everything. The baby, like this situation, the him getting the the news job, like everything is literally for Cyrus's purposes and any joy that James gets in his life has some other purpose for Cyrus and ends up hurting him in the end. It's just frustrating to see this up and down with their relationship. It's never like a real up, it's always something that's gonna tear them down. I I agree with you I somewhat disagree
3: with you ladies but I will jump I will just just play devil's advocate in the sense that you know who you married or you know who you are with whether whatever the situation is someone you know for when a woman gets with a guy and he's just like this cheating dog, he didn't wake up and just become a dog all of a sudden. He was You're a right. dog from the very beginning, and you chose to get with him, and so you have to deal with it. And so I do believe that James knew who he, what he was getting himself into. And just think about all the situations. Every time Cyrus plays him, every single time and makes and belittles him and does all that, and then he sweet talks him. It's it's almost like when you hit somebody and then you you give him a gift yeah. and you say, "Okay, I love you." It's kind of it's kind of the same thing, but I think. I think with Cyrus' issue is that he thinks that he has James in his pocket and that James is going to always do as he says, comes back to him. He gets to say whatever he wants to say to him. And then this time, it basically bit him in the ass, and he doesn't know how to respond.
4: But he did respond by lying to James Mm -hmm. again. Like, you just got put in the doghouse. You just saw what happened when you sent your husband there to... Sleep with somebody, or if you didn't really want them to sleep together, you wanted them to simulate sex mm-hmm. for your own, you know, for fits, for fits' sake.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And now you know James was hurt about it, so you call him after you show Sally the pictures, and then lie and say
3: Sally would never, Sa- Sally would never see this. And see that's that's now going back to what you're saying. That's the, he only he only knows how to. In in order for him to get his way and and to fix things, he does things like lie to make him try to get James back.
2: But also because there hasn't been any consequences. And it's kind of what you, I think, were Mm -hmm. alluding to before. At the end of the day, for everything that he does, James, by staying, is somewhat accepting and or acquiescing to Cyrus being Cyrus. So that's exactly what he did. So the fact that on some levels, he actually tried to play Cyrus's game, which... James, Mm -mm. don't, 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 don't Don't do that. Don't do that. Because in essence, when Daniel basically was like, oh, I thought you were in an open marriage. And he had that revelation. That's when you literally, you go home, you don't poke him. No, seriously, think about it. Don't poke him. Don't sleep with Daniel. You literally, you call the best divorce attorney in Washington, D.C. You take your daughter and you leave. You don't give him a heads up to Cyrus. Cyrus is the puppet master. Cyrus is, no, seriously, like, I think at the end of the day... It only took what Cyrus a split second in the Oval Office to cry for three seconds, and Melly basically gave him gave him a pep talk like, "Oh, how are you holding your cards now?" And it's like, "Oh, it will be numb, but suck it up." And he, and he, he went on. He had maybe thirty seconds after the love of his life slept with some random VP's husband.
3: Do you do you think that James should have? Walked away knowing that, knowing that his husband kind of, well, not kind of, but his husband set him up for this. Do you think James should have? Like, I think James slept with him to hurt him, kind of like what Mia did in The Best Man. Do you think rather than? Sorry,
2: oh. I didn't see oh. it oh, yet. Oh no, but yeah, I realized I was slower to update first, first one. one.
3: Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. I thought he was going to take me to oh, yeah, yeah. So, do you do you <laughs> think that? Do you think that rather than him sleeping with, uh, with Daniel to get back at him, do you feel that a better way to get back at him was to simply kind of think and kind of assess the situation knowing, knowing that his husband is the kind of man that he is and then do the divorce?
2: Definitely. And but more importantly, because I think that when you do something like that, that's not in line with your character, it takes a part of you. And I think that's the problem. Every time James acquiesced when he lied in open court, um, when, you know, he knew that Cyrus was doing whatever Cyrus was doing and lying, and then even more importantly, once he knew that his husband, in essence, was trying to pimp him out. And in order to get back with his husband, he then slept with the person. That's taking a piece of him and his integrity and his honor, which then ironically is what's
4: allowing him to lay with dogs. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to go through with something, hold the code then. If you're going to sleep with Daniel, follow it all the way through. Divorce Cyrus when he calls you to apologize. Thanks for the apology, Cyrus. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye and keep going on with your plan. Like if you're going to sleep with him, then you need to commit to what you did. You can't be like, okay, you're right. That was wrong. I'm sorry. And then try to have this whole repair situation in, you know, in the marriage. No, no. You slept with him now. You got to follow through. You can't double back.
1: Well, even like it was a little comments, and this is why I didn't know initially if he really slept with him. He would say things like... Um Oh uh yeah, he really went deep or um he said like uh a quick and dirty. Yeah, little comments like that I was like, Oh, so did they really do anything? And then we found out but it's one of those things where like you said, it looks like he has that repair thing in the background, I'm gonna hurt him again, but then we're gonna get back together. And then my thing is
2: But was he? So what so what do you think? When when he obviously showed the laptop and he was like, Do you wanna see the angle of the article that I'm taking? And it says I want a divorce, I want a divorce, I want a divorce I think he's it? just
1: being dramatic, okay. honestly. I don't okay. think he wants a divorce and I, I agree with you, Bam, saying like you already knew what you were getting into, and he's seen Cyrus time and time again, how Cyrus can manipulate him, and clearly he likes that manipulation to a certain extent.
3: But I do think, okay, I, I always reference movies, but Anime Mae had enough. She finally walked out, and I do feel like what Cyrus did, this could have been the final draw where he actually walks away
2: that's why his suitcase was packed
3: but technically no. he's moved out before yeah. so I, I
2: agree with you i'm mm-hmm. conflicted but his suitcase was packed. but again remember he he oh no he made cyrus move out yeah. yeah
3: i'm also conflicted only because now that david now that daniel's dead how is he you know like
1: well what, let's talk yeah. about this because obviously the whole purpose of this whole orchestration was so that we could figure out uh a way to get sally to stop running Sally is a G, though, because when he walked into that office, I wasn't expecting this. When he, when Cyrus walked into the office and she had her rebuttals ready to go, she looked at the pictures, didn't shed a tear, and she basically said, Oh, did you think that was going to stop me from... No, uh, no, 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 no. Because the funny thing was, I was like, well, what is she going to do? But, one, she doesn't... I mean, she cares about her marriage, but to a certain extent, but when she said that America's not ready for uh, the president's chief of staff and his husband and this betrayal that...
4: See, I just wasn't expecting that in Cyrus because you guys heard me when we were watching. I was like, "Cyrus, get her!" But you like you you bite everybody's head off. I know you just came from you know I know you're you're going through some family trouble. I get it, I get it, Cyrus. But you bite everybody's head off, knife to the gut. Cyrus does not care. So when that happened, I was like, "Cyrus, get her!" But at the same
1: time, though, we're talking about how his love with James isn't quite the same. But I truly believe that Cyrus loves Fitz more, not in a in a sexual type of way, but his love for Fitz in the presidency. That whole thing is more important to him. So for him, by whatever he would have said to Sally, if he would have released the pictures, whatever he would have done, she might have agreed to it and or not agreed to it. He could have torn her down. It would have torn Fitz down as well, and then it ruins the whole thing. So what, what is her, what's oh, his other actually, option? Actually,
2: it's so funny. I actually t- thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. Where was I going to go? I'm going to go that your same line of thinking. In essence. It actually showed that he does love James. Because for Fitz, he would have tore her a new one. Yeah. Right? The fact that he didn't, it's because she said, you're not going to ruin your life. You're not going to ruin your marriage like that. So, yes, part of it was a Republican Party. They can get over that. No, seriously, because it, it's a little tangential. Mm-hmm. They've already had the the president sleeping with someone. Someone else is sleeping with someone. It's not like Cyrus is sleeping with someone. It's his reporter husband, who he's always said isn't that smart, anyways. What what, what was the term? He was a slut before. He was a, yeah. a, a I mean, slut. Do you, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like the VP's husband's older, more established, more quote unquote respectable. The 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 harm is going to fall on him more so. So I actually think. The fact that he didn't release the pictures and he didn't go in, it's because he actually, in his own sick, twisted Cyrus way, actually loves James, and in that moment showed, even if it was just for thirty seconds, that he loved James more than he loved Fitz.
1: What do you feel about when Melly, not Melly, when Fitz was attacking Cyrus like that? Because I took that like the things that for Fitz to attack him like that knowing since we see the backstory and we have like the outer eye and we can see everything in the full picture for him to attack him like that and say he's not doing his job i'm like yo dude
2: oh i was so with Fitz i was too i I was was so with Fitz because i'm like you it's the truth you walk around here with your chest all puffed up like i run you i own you i made you so all right then and then, you know what I mean? And you play the card, just like you said, if you're going to play the card, run it all the way through. Why are you holding on to that floor? Well, that's my
1: question. Sorry. sorry. I, I'm sorry to keep I playing you up. What, what What did he think was going to happen, and what did he want to happen with James and Daniel then?
2: He wanted him to say no. That's he it. He wanted him to be able to say no, to slap him in the face. He wanted him to slap him in the face, to be like, I'm married! I love my husband! Mm-hmm. To come running back to Cyrus and be like, Daniel is gay. He tried to make a pass on me. Literally, he could go back, I and mean, he had the picture just in case to, like, do the slap or whatever and then to go back to to sally and basically be like your husband made a pass at my husband i know he's gay blah 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 but
3: you know just really quick the reason that i don't think cyrus could have said anything when that conversation with sally again i go to this whole thing about when you leave intelligent women to just sit and do nothing think about what sally's done in season two her her game has she has become a total g in the, in the second season and she's she has changed her mind she's changed her thoughts and her ways about certain things but she has a mission and what she's trying to do she's trying to become president and i think that Cyrus sees sees and knows that Sally is not backing down from him anymore and so what can he have said Aww.
2: okay sorry sorry i'm i'm going to cut cut you off on purpose Cornelia. and i i don't know scripture like i should so i apologize but there's a theory, especially because obviously Sally, a big part of her character is that she's a Christian, is that in the face of adversity, you have to hold Christianity to Christianity and stand firm more so. So the quickness with which when what's-his-face basically was like, oh, you basically need to choose, like, basically admonish Jesus for politics, mm-hmm. and she so quickly acquiesced. Right. Right there, she lost all respect, number one. Number two, so I don't... No, so Sally, when it's like, oh, you're left dormant, you sit and you play your position for eight years and you're lining up to be president. If anything, she's actually too high-brow, number one. Number two, remember when Fitz was shot and she had her opportunity to be president and she couldn't handle it? (laughs) Oh, you better preach! Yeah. Right? And so now she's going to be a turncoat. So not only, technically, is she she trying to say that... Speech is a disgrace to the Republican Party, but she's a better member of the Republican Party. So by being a good member of the Republican Party and a Christian, you're going to behind someone's back, stab them in the back, not face-to-face, mano-a-mano, and basically be like, I don't like you, I'm going to run, right? Then you're going to basically throw away all of your honor, all of your ideology, and basically be like, okay, cool, I'm going to throw away, I'm going to now be pro-choice.
3: I've never said that Sally was a saint. I've already said that (laughs) she's. No, but throw her
2: like no. So that to me has nothing to do with being idle. On this one, I can't be like, oh, she's a woman idol. Like that's your job, VP, President Biden. What does he do? We know he likes sandwiches. Yeah. (sighs) No, sorry, you guys. I'm Amp You can tell but, I'm Amber. You know what I mean. Nobody knows anything about VPs. What was the other one? Quail, Quail pl- like you know what, yeah. you know what I'm
3: But think. Okay, Chaney. just. In the, in the, <laughs> yeah, right. But in the big, <laughs> in the big, sorry. in the big scheme of things, and all was going on with the president, could could Sally really win to be the next president? Probably
1: not. If she no, plays her cards no, right. No, she plays
4: cards right because
1: Josie Mark is out the picture too. Completely,
4: because I don't what, think so, though. No. Because the simple fact, it's a, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but if you're that willy-nilly to just let go, like you said, Sophia, to just let go of your beliefs... If you, to me, that shows that you that shows you too a little, you little too on the fence. You're a little too a willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And when you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there, yes. you're gonna do the wrong thing that it takes to get there, and you're not gonna get there. Which, like it, which obviously, yeah, is. you're not gonna get there but, because you're not really thinking. But you're look just, about, you're just you're impulsive, and you're like, ah, I'll do it fine.
3: Look what's. She's not the only one who's done things to get into the White House,
1: right? And I get what you, I get
3: what but you're Fitz saying. Didn't
4: do it to get in the White House; they did
3: it his for kids to get in the yeah. White
4: House. We are not yelling at you, bam.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. So, but also, no. can I just say a little random comment about Sally? Hey, I thought that what's his face, the political strategist. Mm-hmm. I thought when he was like, "Oh, you have to be pro-choice." I thought he was going to bring up the daughter. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, but in a way that, well, that would help he her gone. though, do you just know know like, like but I, I was like, I was about to be. Yeah, that's why I thought. Go ahead.
3: Something's not. Something's going on. Exactly. And again, like I said, Stally, her character has has really stepped up her game because I feel like this. I feel like th- there's a backstory as to why he's why she's so willing, why she's so eager to lose her. Just
1: change everything all of a sudden. Yeah,
3: no,
4: well, my, I'm more concerned about. This dude does. It seems like he's setting her up. The way he was so aggressive mm-hmm. to try to get her to change yeah. her beliefs. The way before the last couple episodes, he was always on his cell phone checking stuff. To me, this seems like a setup. Or that- it could
3: be it could be Fitz because if Fitz did tell her, "Look, I will, I will nail your mm-hmm. ass. You're going to regret chance, this day for the rest you're gonna of your regret life." This for, so they. So Sally may not be as smart as, as I confess her to be. She could be totally being set up by Fitz with this. But now, well, we have we'll do predictions because now she gonna kill her husband.
1: Oh god. oh my god! The end of that episode, I was and not.
2: Also, too, why did she call Cyrus? Right? Because I mean, unless, there, I mean, I mean, unless they're editing
4: it wrong.
1: No, no. She could have oh, got a hitman. No. Cyrus now takes
4: people know that Cyrus takes care of every oh, damn thing. That's true. They now know. she's gonna come back in line, and he, he puffs his chest out like you said. You all big and bad. Help me! I killed my husband, Cyrus. I need you. Mm-hmm. But
0: Cyrus is a perfect per
3: <laughs> perfect is a perfect person for um for for Sally to call him because she knows what's going on and so if he all, if he just wounds up dead all of a sudden I think that was a that was the smartest choice. Yo,
1: this is oh gotta, my god. No, we we are yeah. going to, please please talk about this on Twitter. I promise I will join the conversation this time cuz this episode <laughs> I'm so serious though. This episode has me so hyped and I cannot wait to continue this conversation. But we have to go into Mama Pope which that even that took it to another level tonight because we have um Candy Alexander, who's been doing an amazing job. And we keep having this flashback that Olivia's seeing. And in this episode, uh, we see that uh, Mama Pope is... Or, no, Olivia finds out that Mama Pope is alive. She contacts Huck. They go there. They go to the safe house. They have Mama Pope there. And I love how Abby was like, where have you been? Like, Abby's attacking her being, you know, her go-to self. Like, really, go get her. And um, they're trying to figure out, like, where she's been and stuff. But they should have kept going with that, that interrogation. Because then we wouldn't have the situation we had to end. Because what happened... They went in, and then Huck and Jake, and, like, attacked her and said, but before oh. before
2: that, you could see, like, literally, Olivia is, like she's not even rocking. She was she almost just,
1: like, uh, what was the... Yeah. Oh, man, yeah.
2: 752. Yeah, 752.
1: 752. Yeah, yeah it was almost so, like that. Yeah. yeah. But
2: yeah, and then all of a sudden they realize they're basically like, yeah, how did you escape? Like, they're running through the situation basically like, no, but nobody escapes from command.
1: Yes. And it was when Huck and Jake attacked her. Then we came back from commercial break and she was free, so I'm like, what, y'all didn't try to get anything from her? I think because once they realized that she was
3: bugged, I think that... Their priority was just their, to get their, it out. Their priorities changed because... How can a woman who has been set up by her husband because he found out, you know, she was digging through some files? How could a simple housewife, because that's what it appears to be. How can a simple housewife who just so happened to be digging through some files and figure out that her husband is what she is. And now she's getting ready to go to another country and take her child away. This simple ass lady. I'm sorry. This simple ass housewife. You can't do that. You you don't have the ability. Even if you find guns and you practice. There's no way that. A, um, a house mother could get away from the right Yeah.
4: Then jump forward to piggyback off that when they were talking about you know does she have a cell phone and a gun? Jake said she was more concerned about knowing how to work the cell phone. So you trying to tell me this random housewife was a regular cooking casserole? I'm a I'm a mom and a wife of uh, you know wife. I know how, I don't know how to shoot a gun, and I don't know how to use a cell phone because I've been in the slammer. You Twenty-two try, years 22 ago, years, so cell phone. So you know how to use a gun, right there? Red flag. She she didn't Ooh. ask about the gun.
1: That's She'd very true. That. That's a
4: great point, Camelia. Mm-hmm.
2: And I
1: feel like she was overselling the, oh, I'm just the mother because even somebody, also, but, uh, can I say something? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, actually finish your thought, Emilia, I apologize. Well, no, I no, mean-
1: I was just saying like she was overplaying it because, or overselling it because even somebody who's gone through a traumatic experiences, she was in the slammer for that long and knowing that command was the one who put her in there. Oh, Liv, sit down, let's have breakfast. How are you? But like- it, was
2: the war- it was the opposite to me is that she wasn't motherly enough. Like she was too, She was almost too cold. Like for a split second, and I apologize, Candy Alexander. I actually thought she was her acting was bad until I realized that's how she was playing it. She was too aloof.
4: Oh my Think God. about it.
2: You have literally been in prison for twenty-two years after your husband sent you away. You nod through for an artery, and you're just like you're not in shock. You're not rocking. You're not holding your child. Like mm. you should be looking at her. You should be holding her face. You should be like you're beautiful. She has this stupid little conversation, like, "Oh, you don't seem to be happy." I imagine you. Ma- Sorry, I'm amped. You I imagine you married with um a husband named right. Ray and a kid named Sam. A
1: dentist.
2: A dentist, because he'd be home every night. Oh, you're not happy. There's no love, laughter, love, laughter. Like to me, it seemed like
1: cold. It seemed
2: detached.
1: When she was so quick to let's play the blame game, she was. I love it. Like she was so quick to place blame on the father to get. Olivia just, immediately off her, and she's just, like, "Just like Papa Pope did the same thing he about did, the mom, but Papa Pope it seemed like he was right." But the thing was, when she placed blame on the father, you could tell she knows she had to have known because she had that conversation with Eli, and he said, "You were supposed to protect her and all these different things." And he said, "You know, we've grown apart." She knew. I think that that would be a sore spot. It would get yep, Olivia thinking, I like, agree. "Oh, oh no, I'm not like him. No, I'm, no, no." And then immediately, "Okay, mom, I love you. Like I'm back on your side." And I yeah, disagree. That, but-
2: also, and also too, who? knows that their husband is a spy and leaves their child. No, 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 seriously. I don't care what files you were going to go get. You figure out a way that you bring your child with you.
3: And a side note, the little girl who played Olivia was left-handed. Olivia's not left-handed. She's right-handed. But anyway. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry. But I thought... <laughs> this, so in, my, in my mind, I'm thinking that Olivia, a trigger set off even before she noticed... Once she had the revelation at the plane, when she was had that moment, like the seven fifty seven, at one moment, she kind of snapped out of it. And she's like, OK, we're going to do this, 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 this. She kind of snapped out of it. And then when she was having conversation with her mom, she was like, so tell me about it. But what's been going on in your life? And she said, there's not much to tell. After 22 years of, of, of you not seeing your mom and your mom wants to know, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You tell your mom of 22 years that you haven't seen. There's nothing to tell
2: because there isn't, though, because Olivia's not happy with her life. What is she going to tell her other she's than the fact that she's president right, right. And that she's the Olivia Pope? like the mom already knew that that's not what your mom wants to hear and that's why the mom went with the monologue about the fake family that she had created because the mom just like Emil is saying is too she's trying to play that housewife that's what I want for you life, which theoretically is opposite than what we obviously it reveals that she is. Right, Because if anything, the dad did a good job. And I think that where the blame game is different between Maya and the dad is the dad goes, oh, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. He always left it open-ended. Like when she was like, oh, well, mom said I need to say what. And he was like, you would think that.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
2: tell he's holding something in. And remember even when I sat on the couch, like when he was on the couch, he was crying, there was a loss there. So even though he may have been bad, he was really mourning for her, even though he potentially may have had her
4: killed. I'm more disappointed in Jake and Hook. Because, mm-hmm. Olivia, when you fi- this is your first time seeing your mom in 22 years. Yes, you're not going to be thinking straight. You're going to be all over the place. Your mind is going to be spinning in different directions. You're going to be mourning, re-mourning, because you thought this lady was dead for 22 years. You're recapping your whole life. But Jake and Huck know what spies look like. They know what bad people look like. They know what it is to be somewhere isolated tortured, whatever, and to come out. They know what it's like. So for her, to, them to know that she was in there for 22 years, them slammed down the table, ripped the thing, a chip out her back, she took it like a G. Somebody yelled, do it, when they said, let's <laughs> the like, do it. Was it wasn't her. We don't know. So for, her, for them to know this the whole time, be watching her, I'm disappointed that they didn't pick up on she's too cool and too relaxed and too put together for, for a regular house mom to be fresh out of the slammer after 22 years and her first time seeing her daughter. That's not how anybody acts. If somebody gets locked up for a DUI over the weekend, they come out a changed <laughs> yeah. man. They, yeah. they don't, you know, you don't come out regularly. Right. She was too cool.
3: And I also found it interesting how they were not able to find her. Do you
1: think that's...
2: Oh, no, That uh, it's command. B6, B6 oh, y- oh, sorry. B-
1: mm. In a way, yes, but they changed the place. They did that glare. They did... Yeah. Because
2: the only thing they were sloppy was David coming. Yeah. So that was, to me, the only sloppy thing. My
1: thing is, we used to complain about how Olivia hasn't been there for Huck. Olivia's not there for Huck. She doesn't notice these things. But my issue was with Huck, this episode so focused on Quinn that he was distracted.
2: I think it's even before that, though. I think it really is. This whole command thing, I think we need to recognize, like, it destroyed Huck's world. Because for a split second, I think it made him question Olivia. So he almost has to prove his love for Olivia, which is then making him go off of emotion versus going off of normal Huck behavior, right? And we've seen this again and again. Whenever people on the show do things based on emotion, they're clouded and they don't run through the checklist. That's number one. But I still agree with Cornelia. But number two regarding Jake, the problem with Jake is Jake actually doesn't love Olivia. Jake wants to piss off Fitz. So again, their their allegiance is messed up, right? Because really, he really on some levels only wants to win Olivia, to basically steal her from fit. He doesn't really love her. So I totally agree with you. He's not doing his job. And that's why even he was sloppy in trying to get Rowan going after someone who was B3613. Like, seriously, Huck was like, oh my God, you're going to trust someone who was in Wonderland? He's like, I trust you. The difference is I'm out. And, and I obviously have proven my allegiance to Olivia. Right. Who the hell are you? Right. Kind of on some levels, why are you still around? Isn't that what you said a couple episodes <laughs> ago? Mm-hmm. No, seriously, Jake's got to go.
3: I have to give props, though. He had a lot to say to Fitz and he was right dead in his face and I was like, "Mm, you're talking to the President of the United States.
1: Well, because I even asked Cornelia... we finally got a little glimpse of the more, more happened at Remington. He said, You know, you didn't have my back on that mission. You don't have my back now. So I'm, that intrigued me. I really want to know what happened at Remington. But
5: again, like,
2: oh my God, maybe I'm just like, I don't like him. So again, they were in the Navy. We, what, we've done the math. At most, he was 25. It's not like he was running the Navy. He takes orders just like everyone right. else. So if they tell him, Instead of going over here, wherever Remington was, you have to go over here. What's Fitz supposed to do? I'm supposed to text my boy while we're overseas and be like, "Oh, I won't be able to cover your back today." No. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? But like,
3: I think it's, I think oh. it's, I think it's deeper than that, especially being that. The relationship...
2: It does seem deeper. It just—it
3: seems deeper. But I I get what you're saying. No, and
2: it totally is deeper, and I'm going to run my own little theory. It's totally deeper. It's the same thing. Basically, to me, Fitz is trust fund, spoiled, governor's kid, gets this opportunity to, quote, unquote, not have his back and not do what he was supposed to be doing, and he gets to be governor and now president of the United States of America, have a wife, and have Olivia, right? And have everyone running around for him. Jake, we're going to presume, is... Not trust fund, really worked hard, worked his way up to the Navy, got to the position that he was, and now had to take the rap. got swarmed into this Remington, so meaning that he had to lie, which is not in his honor, like, is not part of his character, number one, and because of Remington, then had no choice but to be part of B3613. So it was something that, if not for Remington, he would have never been um, consumed by then not having to be the honorable person he was meant to be.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have the life that he wanted.
1: No. Well, before we wrap this up, and we still have so much to talk about online, but what did you guys think about Fitz helping out Olivia with the plane because remember and this reminded me a lot of what episode was it when Olivia was sitting there with her gladiator and she told them like the severity of the situation and what they were getting yep. themselves into and they're like you know over a cliff all those different things Fitz doing the same thing but I'm like I just I understand he loves her and he keeps he keeps saying I love you I love you I love you I understand that and she doesn't say I love she you she doesn't back. say it back but I, I don't that wasn't smart
4: to me i'm kind of like i said i said last week i think it was last week i I have a problem with olivia asking people to do certain things that are going to put them in jeopardy for the sake of her own benefit don't ask your man to potentially get thrown in the slammer and to lose his position of power because you want to put your mom on a flight to hong kong i get this you that you just found her and that you think that your dad is the bad guy and you're scared for her life i understand that but olivia has to stop asking people to put their own lives at risk for the sake of hers without telling them that she's going to do the same for them in return What's in it for? It's it's, it's selfish, but okay, Olivia, I'm going to do this. But what's what's in it for for me? Are you going to put your life on the line? You don't even tell me you love me back, but you want me to risk my job and put put this lady on a thing who was bad in the first place. I told you all that that lady was bad.
3: (laughs) And then especially especially when when Fitz told Jake how this is not an easy situation. Do you want me? I just can't. I can't just do this. You don't understand all what goes into this. So he tells Jake this, but now he goes and tells Livy that, you know, he can take care of it. But
2: I I think he kind of had to. I agree 100% on what Camelia just said, but I think that there's a symmetry in Vermont. Olivia is always like, I'm fine. Olivia always is like, I don't need saving. Olivia technically doesn't lean on Fitz. And if anything, that's all Fitz really needs her to do is to lean on him. That's why even he says to Jake, like, she doesn't need saving. Like, you want to be her hero, but she doesn't need saving, right? He's kind of trying to tell himself that to make himself feel better. So the fact that she calls him, she doesn't just call him. She calls him and she goes, oh, I'm thinking about Vermont and jam and babies. If I want to play devil's advocate, she was buttering him up,
0: Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. She's going there,
2: right? She's going there, and then that's why he's like, I love you. And so she lays out the repercussions to dissuade her own guilt so that it, she thinks that that person made an educated decision when she knows, in fact, it doesn't matter. Anything she says and asks Fitz for, Fitz will do. Fitz will yeah. burn down the Republic for Olivia, and she knows that. And, and that's, that's why that's she didn't stop it. That's selfish. I totally agree. And number two, technically, the easier move is kill Rowan. Mm-hmm. But you're actually not ballsy enough to do that. So you want to run and potentially kill everybody else. Your whole associates, potentially the president of the United States of America, but you yourself won't give the order to kill Rowan.
1: I just, Olivia, I mean, obviously she's off her game because she's dealing with her mother, but, like, it's I can't get over how the mom played her, like, little, it was just little hints, like, oh, he always wins. Like, little things like that, Olivia's like, no, I'm not gonna let him win. That's what she's thinking in her yes. mind, I'm gonna make sure I get you out of this country, but why was the first thing that they thought, I understand that she trust her mother based on what she remembers when she was 12 but why was the first thing she thought was that they came with a fake name and all these fake things to put on a no fly list remember we initially were introduced to Eli Pope as Rowan why couldn't she think that maybe wait a minute like she didn't put two and two together think
2: ever fathom in, in her and I think the problem is and again and I think this is why we always make jokes about Abby's little comments but Abby's comment saved the day. Mm-hmm. When Abby was like, um, this isn't some regular client. It's your mom. Run after her, whatever. Because Olivia, and I'm talking out of the other side, out of, other side of my mouth, Olivia wasn't connecting from a place of emotion. She was whatever the record in her head, she has told herself about her mom and that her dad is wrong and her dad is evil and her mom was this great amazing person which often happens when someone passes away when we're young, we only see the good. We idolize them. We literally make them a deity, mm-hmm. right? That's what she's done. So she's never thought again, so why was your mom leaving to go to London?
3: Why did she take so long? She Yes, why did she take yes. why did Olivia take so long? The, the vision was there,
1: you saw it, and maybe oh, she had... No. Wait, but maybe have I mean, I se- agree
2: with you, I was yelling at the TV too, but in real life, it takes your brain a second. But
1: no, 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 this is my <laughs> issue. I get what you're saying, and I was saying, like, speed the flashback up. I know you can't speed the flashback yeah. up in your brain, but when she realized and had that initial realization that her mom was Marie she then, like, is calling, and she's, like, talking and talking. I'm like, just do something to get her off the plane. Yeah, I agree. I but at the same time, the at the same time, though, if she would have jumped and done something immediately... Her mama would have probably... Yeah, her mom, tick, if tick, she... Tick, boom. Knowing who her mom is, yeah. her mom probably figure out something, so where it's too late now. She probably killed everybody. So, so we, now, yeah. if she can... If she's on the plane... Well, we can talk about this in predictions. Let's just go into predictions right now.
0: <sighs> and now, your After Buzz <sighs> TV <laughs> predictions.
1: Um, so next week is going to be the second half of this mid-season finale, which so far has been superb. Quinn, as we see, is going to continue to get more and more gangster and she is going to go in on Rowan. I, I'm excited to see this battle though, between Rowan and Quinn and how that's going to play out because I don't think it's going to be as easy as just stabbing him with, you know, she's still, she's still a baby B613. Like if she's the one that's going to be doing it. I'm saying, though, even though she's been in situations and she has experience now,
3: she's still. You, I, you, you, Rowan could be sitting with one hand and he could be he can have
1: guns but on also, his lap. But, but, just but I guess also
2: the key thing is, whose side is Charlie on?
1: True. Yeah, true.
4: I'll get you. Keep going.
1: Well, um, that was one. And also, what was the last thing we were just talking about? Oh, Mama Pope. <sighs> I, I honestly I she's not going to get away. Something's going to happen. But oh, or maybe she will get away. And no, 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 carry
2: that out. I know where you're going. Carry it out. Talk it out.
1: Well, I was gonna say maybe she will get away, and it will be like another explosion type thing. Is that no, not where you're going? No,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback, but keep talking out loud because I get stuff from what you say. Basically, I don't like giving my prediction. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna finish Emil's prediction. To me, where I'm hearing him go is that that's another defiance. Because again, what did she do? She involved Fitz, and in basically,
0: oh, she got letting, him in another scandal no, right no, before the election. literally,
2: she's obviously bad ass. She's she's a legitimate terrorist, and the president of the United States of America either got her off the FBI no fly zone. Or use his connections at the Pentagon to get a military plane to fly a terrorist who has been in jail for 22 years
4: out of the country.
1: Olivia, you done.
4: My prediction, one, I think Quinn is going to stab Rome with that, that needle. Because what better way to end it is one. Olivia called in her last favor with Fitz. Like you guys said, this lady is going to be on her way out of the country. Fitz is now involved in sending a terrorist away out of the country. Now Olivia knows who the good parent is and who the bad parent is. So now she's really going to lose the good parent and have the bad parent. So I, I think, I predict, Quinn is going to stab Rowan. Rowan probably will die. Then now she has to what she really has. Her life is really what she thought it was the whole time. I'm mm. stuck with this bad parent and it, it's really sucks. I also uh I don't I just. Uh, yeah, that's it.
1: I, I have know. so many. Are you done with your uh, prediction?
4: No, you go
2: first.
0: I'm still uh, thinking I may um, not have one.
3: Well, I just want to say, you know, Sophia, uh, last week or two weeks ago, you said somebody has to die. And so Daniel did die. He's dead. He's gone. So my question is, Cyrus is... uh, He's dead. He's dead. Uh, Cyrus is going to cover up Sally's murder. And now Sally has to bite her. Um, She has to um, put her foot in her ass again because now she has to side and she's not going to be able to go with this new plan that she has because Cyrus is going to uh, cover this murderer for her. And that now with the other guy who's helping her do this, there's going to be some kind of conflict between Sally and um, her advisor. And now Cyrus has helped her um, with the murder of Daniel. And I also wonder if I think James will now take Cyrus back. As far as Vermont, I don't think we're done with this whole Vermont thing because she talked about jamming uh, and babies. And it just makes me wonder if at some point will Olivia go to Vermont for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder about that. Um, we're going to see more of Harrison because it was a split second, but it was it was very powerful that this girl walks in and she says, you know, so-and-so, he's back in town. Anon Salif. Yeah. And, um that's it
1: alright well I'm so excited to see what's going to happen and Ooh. we have to thank Katie Lowe's again for uh, joining us on the line and hopefully she can come in studio one day but um, we really do appreciate you calling if you're watching to the end of this episode um, but where can we find you guys on Twitter or anywhere
2: um, you can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley
3: Van Merrickson on Instagram and Twitter at Big6Entertainment.com
4: at Canelia, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: At Emil Ennis Jr. on everything and Chasing LA on YouTube. Guys, it was such a pleasure. If next week's episode is anything like this one, we will be even more hyped and we are so excited. Can't wait for the mid-season finale. We love you guys and have a great whenever you're watching this.
0: (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.